late in the year last year, he did play pretty well, uh, given kind of the state of the Senators. I thought, you know, he had a few good starts down the stretch. Um, I don't really know. Like this, is Toronto going to win a cup with Matt Murray? No, they're just, they're not going to. Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to episode 66 of Clubhouse Convos. Uh, today is the NHL free agency pod, and it is just me and Evan today. Uh, Evan, how you doing? I'm good, Connor. Uh, very excited for this podcast, honestly. Can't remember the last time I was, uh, I guess, this excited. I mean, we're talking probably our favorite sports, so I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Certainly my favorite sport. Um yeah, so free agency opens tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. It opens tomorrow on Wednesday. So needed to get this in. Um, Colin, who also loves hockey, couldn't be here, but he sent us some some notes for later. Um, so the way we're going to do this, uh, we're going to break it down into four parts. So we're going to start with five of the signings that have already happened, people re-signing with their own teams. Uh, then we'll get into five trades that we thought were meaningful. We'll talk about that a little bit. And then we've broken down the remaining free agents. We've done the top two at each position. We'll quickly give a prediction on where those players will sign and why. And then to finish, we have each uh, submitted two players that weren't on that list that we thought were meaningful players that could have an impact on teams. Colin submitted two players as well. Uh, we can kind of talk about them and the impact they'll have. So to start, we'll look at some of the players who have already signed uh, with their respective teams. I'll just list them off and then we can go back. Uh, okay. So Philip Ford's. Philip Forsberg resigns with the Predators, eight for seventy. Uh, Ricard Raquel, after being traded to Pittsburgh last year, resigns six for thirty mil. Brock Besser gets a deal done, three for about twenty mil with Vancouver. Kevin Fiala, after just being acquired by the Kings, signs mm-hmm. seven years, fifty-five mil. And uh, Georgiev, after being traded this offseason to Colorado, signs a three-year, ten mil deal. Uh, so, where do you want to start here? Why don't you pick one? Uh, let's go Forsberg. Sure. Um, so for me, this was a signing that obviously makes makes a ton of sense for Nashville. I mean, he's your franchise leading scorer. Last season, he put up eighty four points in sixty something games. So the talent is clearly there. He battled an injury, uh, still showed up, and to me, he's kind of the heart and soul of the Predators. That would be kind of like the Bruins losing Bergeron to a different team in free agency. It sounded like the team Nashville wanted kind of the lower eight. The player, Forsberg, wanted the higher eight, closer to nine. So it looks like they come to an agreement kind of halfway, which makes a lot of sense. And I think Phil Forsberg is primed for another big year in Nashville next year. They they couldn't let him go. I mean, a team that's kind of chasing the Minnesotas and the Colorados of the world, uh, you had to keep them. So like it for Nashville. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's not a player you can let go, especially, you know, they made the playoffs last year, which you know, probably surprised some people. Um, they were, they think, the eighth-team man. Uh, yeah, eighth-team man last wild card. And I think if they wanted to repeat that, they have to keep Forsberg around. He's been the cornerstone of that team, their franchise guy, like you said. So it makes all the sense in the world to, to get him. Like the term, eight years makes a lot of sense. 
Um, I think they have a really good chance to repeat uh, and make the playoffs this year, maybe pick up a few other pieces. So good for them. I guess we can move to Raquel, who uh, re-ups in Pittsburgh. I like the signing. Um, picked up 13 points in 19 games after going over to Pittsburgh last year from the Ducks. So I think they felt that he was a piece that was worth keeping around. I know they only had 15 mil cap space, so this eats up five. I know with the uncertainty about Malkin, who we'll touch on later, um, and Kapanen, I think they extended a qualifying offer to. I think it makes sense to to bring in someone uh, to keep him around when there's uncertainty in those other areas. Who can be a contributor uh, on the middle lines? Yeah, I like Ricard Raquel a lot. I've liked him for years when he was up in Anaheim. Uh, to me, you bring him in, and what I like to see, right, is like these teams will bring in guys at the trade deadline who you're not so sure if they're going to keep, but they wind up extending them. So it's almost like Pittsburgh gets an extension of that trade uh, with Anaheim where it's like, you know, you acquire him, not sure if he's going to be a rental or not, but then you extend him for six more years. So really, it's a, re- it's a really good deal. I mean, we saw like the Bruins do that last year with uh, Lindholm, Hampus Lindholm as well. So I think it's a great move for Ron Hextall and the Penguins, Brian Burke up there. Uh, talented player. I wonder if he'll play with Crosby. I'm not too sure what they'll do. But again, Newman, you brought up a good point with Malkin. Not really sure what's going to happen with Pittsburgh. So I think keeping Raquel is huge. And, and I think it's telling kind of for them to quickly pay Ricard Raquel and quickly offer Cap. And like you noted, and, and you know, Malkin feels like they don't want him. Malkin thinks that they think he's a bad player now. So I, I think it's telling. And, you know, we'll get into Malkin later. But Raquel, good move for Pittsburgh. Yeah, he shoots the puck a lot. I've had him on my fantasy team tiers in a row. He gets, you know, six shots a game, point and a half every day. <laughs> He's nice. Yeah, and I think his value, like, within fantasy purposes even, much going to be much higher in Pittsburgh than it ever would have been in Anaheim. Oh, 100%. Uh, speaking of my fantasy team, another guy I had last year, Brock Besser, uh, three-year deal, Vancouver gets it done. I think this is a great deal for them, but the assist numbers – down for him last year, but he kind of picked it up towards the end of the year. He scores 23 goals in 71 games. A little injured in the middle of the season, but overall, I think he's a, a key part of that team, a team that's trying to make it to the playoffs, who could have snuck in last year. I think at the beginning of the year, we all thought they might have had an outside chance, but I think keeping Besser around is huge. I think Brock Besser was a player who benefited extremely from the coaching change last year where Travis Green was let go and Bruce Boudreaux was brought in. And I think I remember watching parts of Bruce Boudreaux's press conference where he was asked about Besser and his struggles. And he he said that he was going to sit down with Brock Besser and tell him to shoot the puck. And I think you saw that happen. I thought Brock Besser had a really good second half of the year last year. And I think uh, Bruce Boudreaux and, and, and the management there, they wanted to keep this player and uh, I think, you know, you get this kid a little confidence, and I think the sky's the limit for him. I think he can still be a 40-goal scorer in this league. I just think, you know, he, he's still young. And I think for him last year, at the beginning of the year, again, I think to me it was a confidence issue. Didn't really sh- want to shoot the puck, was more passive. So I like it. I And I think he's going to have a big few years here. And then guess what? He'll, you know, three years from now, he'll get the opportunity to receive another payday. So I think this is a good move for both sides. Yeah, 100%. And I, I like the uh, the Canucks' chances next year to maybe make the playoffs. Um, depending You've, always on like them. You've always liked them. Oh, yeah. Um, the Kings. The Kings, um, after making the, the playoffs last year, losing to the Oilers in a good first-round series, uh, they go out and acquire Kevin Fiala via trade. 
uh, career high last year for him, astounding numbers, 85 points in 82 games, played every game. Uh, he was fantastic. I think he crushed his career high by 30, maybe 40 points. Um, so the Kings back in the playoff or into the playoffs last year, um, you know, made some noise against the Oilers and now they keep building. So for me, you know, I love this I'm, to go out and get a guy like that. I don't think they're done. I think they're going to make another splash in free agency, but this is a really good start. Did this before the draft even happened. So I'm really happy about this move for the Kings. I like it a lot. I think Rob Blake's been aggressive. Uh, obviously he just received the contract extension as general manager. So I think um, they like the performance that he's doing. He brought in Philip Deneau, who was really good last year for them. Uh, Trevor Moore has been unbelievable as well, uh, former Leafs forward. So he's kind of brought in these pieces um, that have done really well. And I think Kevin Fiala will be another one of those pieces. Connor, you brought up his season last year, unbelievable for Minnesota. And he wasn't really, I guess, the featured player, obviously with Kaprizov that you have there and, and Zuccarello in the year he had. So I think Fiala was almost underrated. And I think now he's got the chance to kind of be the best player. I, you know, I think he goes there and I think he's better than Kopitar. Um, you know, I don't know if he'll be playing line two. I don't know kind of how Todd McClellan is going to kind of mix and match his lines. But, you know, in, in a league where you can't have enough good players, I think this is a great move for them. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and the final final recent that we'll talk about uh, is Georgiev, uh, the goaltender who was previously with the Rangers, has wanted to trade for a couple of seasons now playing behind Chesterkin, the the Vesna winner from this past season. He gets traded to Colorado uh, and they sign him for three years. Uh, so Kemper obviously probably wanted too much money. He's out. Now they've, they're have they going to rock with Georgiev and Francois. So I don't mind, but I think if, you know, they're trying to repeat his cup champs, I think they probably should have made an effort to keep, you know, their elite goaltender around. But I think Georgiev uh, and Francois will be a capable tandem. I think they'll probably work probably similar amount of games. Um, so I'm curious what you think about this move by the Avs. Yeah, um, it was funny. When I was flying back from Bermuda, I got this news, and I quickly just wrote some reactions kind of in my phone just for when we talked about it. So here we are. Um, my first point was that I think Georgiev has been a pretty serviceable, serviceable backup goaltender for years now, and I think goalies like this kind of do deserve their chance. I mean, you look back at Kemper – when he was in Minnesota, kind of playing behind, he was young. He got some playoff experience there. I mean, again, it was a guy who waited in the wings for his opportunity. You look at, you know, a guy like Philip Grubauer even, who was in Washington for a while, played well as the backup, wound up going to Colorado, playing well, obviously not winning a cup, but then getting a nice payday with Seattle. So I think, you know, he deserves it. I think if um, he's kind of one of those backup goalies that will probably have some success. Uh, I do think he'll probably get more starts than Francois. Um, but as the move goes, I do have a lot of trust in Joe Sackick and what they're doing uh, in Colorado. And for me, Kemper is an elite goaltender, obviously. I was so high on him last year. But he's going to get paid extremely well, in my opinion. I'm talking like big bucks that Colorado just could not have afforded. And I think Colorado knew that. And I think they are pretty content with kind of bringing in other pieces and maybe trying to keep um, – Guys like Barkovsky are obviously we saw them keep the Chushkin. So I think they evaluated, they tried to figure what was going to be best for them. And they thought that if they get this goalie tandem, that they'll still have have some success, just maybe at the expense of Darcy Kemper. So 
Um, again, we also have to keep in mind too, like cup teams rarely stay together. So it sucks, but you know, they brought him in and he won a Stanley cup. So, you know, he did, he did what he could. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see, uh, I assume they'll make the playoffs again. I know we don't like the goalie tandem in the playoffs, especially you. Uh, I despise it. Correct. <laughs> so we'll see if, if one of these two takes the job um, on playoff time. That'd be interesting. Well, real quick, too. I know I don't know if we have this, uh, you know, to talk about, but we saw kind of the Blues finally commit to a goalie, and I think a lot of teams will kind of do this. I think uh, throughout the off season. Um, you know, obviously, Huso going to Detroit. So I think at, in the end, you're going to have to decide which goaltender you want to play more. And I think too, if like a guy's due four plus million as a you know in a tandem, you're not going to really pay him. Yeah, I think that move I think is more due to Bennington getting paid all that money and that extension a couple of years ago. I think Huso is the better goaltender. I think Iserman is doing good things with the Red Wings. So yes, he is. I'm, I'm excited for their future. All right, so we'll move on to uh, some trades. We didn't have that one on there, so I'm glad we brought it up. Mm. Uh, I guess we'll take this one at a time since these okay. are long. Uh, we'll start, I think, with the most recent one, uh, Matt Murray getting acquired by the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, along with a 2023 third, a seventh. Uh, Ottawa is going to retain 25% of the salary, which I didn't think – I thought they were going to retain at least 50% um, and maybe even bring in another team to take on more, but – it was a questionable move when I first heard it. And then I started to do some research and I guess the development coach for Toronto has been working with Murray since he's like eight years old, loves them, speaks so highly of them. And I mean, if they're looking for, you know, cup experience, I mean, he is a two-time cup champion. So as bad as I think he's been and the health obviously he hasn't played a lot in the past couple of years, I guess it makes sense uh, with less money, uh, less term. So if he falters, they can make that move a quick switch. I think it makes sense uh, to let Campbell go, even though I think Campbell's better if they're trying to look ahead and make a, another run at the Cup. Uh, this was surprising to me. Um, Matt Murray, who was a guy that felt like he was almost, I guess, ousted in Ottawa even last year when Forsberg comes in, he kind of takes over that job. And then they had, I believe, Gustafson as the backup goalie. So there were times where Matt Murray was in the press box, not even, not even down by the bench. Um, that being said, late in the year last year, he did play pretty well, uh, given kind of the state of the senators. I thought, you know, he had a few good starts down the stretch. Um, I don't really know. Like this, is Toronto going to win a cup with Matt Murray? No, they're just, they're not going to. Um, and we'll see goaltenders have gone there and had success. Obviously, Connor, you brought up Jack Campbell who didn't have a ton of career success in Los Angeles, goes to Toronto, plays very, very well. It gives them an opportunity to win. But Matt Murray just feels like a guy who's who's reached his peak in prior years. Obviously, you noted the two cups he's won. And uh, to me, he's kind of on the on the downward, downward turn here. We'll see. I guess Toronto does tend to bring out the best in some players, but uh, I don't love the move for the Leafs. Uh, I don't think this is going to win you a Stanley Cup. Yeah, I think especially with the health concerns. Like, I, don't, I don't even know what they're doing at backup right now, whether it's Schalker again or Hutchinson. Like Those are not <laughs> names you want in your crease. Um, but I, I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, the cup experience is there. I think his numbers in the playoffs are pretty good, uh, mm-hmm. if I remember right. So I don't know. Um, we'll move on to another – well, I, I shouldn't say that. A minor goaltending 
change. Uh, the New Jersey Devils uh, acquired Vitek Vanacek from the Washington Capitals. I believe they signed him as well, um, although I don't remember the, the details of that. And I think they're making him their primary netminder, which kind of sucks. I was always kind of rooting for Mackenzie Blackwood over there. It's, can never stay healthy, never kind of find a groove. But Vanacek was pretty good uh, with the Capitals. Obviously, the, the Kraken took him in the expansion draft and then sent him right back. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. Um, I think the Devils are still a few years away, um, but maybe finding some, like solidifying their goaltender position is is a good move for them. So I, I do like this move for both sides. I think Washington was kind of ready for a fresh start as well. So I don't know. I think it works out. I completely agree with you. I think Washington's goalie tandem, it was time for something new. I know we'll talk about the other goalie that was there. Um, and I agree. The, the Devils maybe had the worst goaltending situation in the league last year. Mackenzie Blackwood, he's not very good. Uh, he's just not very good. That, that's all I can say to that. And there were times where they went to Andrew Hammond. They started Spencer Dawes. They started an incredible amount of goalies. Gillies was, was playing games for them. When Blackwood was hurt, he brought up – he can't really stay healthy. And when he is out there, he's not very good. So I like the move. Bring in Vanacek. And make him your starter. Give this guy probably 55 starts at least. And just see how he performs. Um, that's all I really have to say to that. Uh, good for both teams. I agree, I agree with you. Devils, they're just not there yet. Yeah, I think a couple of years. I think the Eastern Conference is pretty solidified. And, you know, at least six six teams, I think, are probably perennial playoff teams. And then we'll see about the rest. Um, Detroit, maybe. The mm. Islanders might make it back in, so we'll see. Um, next one we got happened during the draft. It's probably one of the funnier moments of the draft. Yeah. Bettman comes out, goes <laughs> to announce this trade, and everyone's booing him. And he's like, oh, it, it involves you, Montreal. And everyone immediately shuts up. Uh, <laughs> they get Kirby Doc and a little draft pick gymnastics. I think they trade picks uh, to get picks from the Islanders, which they sent over to Chicago. So Chicago ends up with a first and a third in the draft that took place uh, last week. And Montreal gets Kirby Doc. Um, not really sure how to feel about that because I, mean, I feel like Kirby Doc was scuffling with the Blackhawks, but I don't think Montreal is very close to going back to the Cup like they did two years ago. So I, I know they want to build young, and I think that makes sense, but I'm not really sure mortgaging their future like that uh, after passing on Shane Wright, which is a whole different discussion. But I don't know. Um. I think I actually think Montreal might be closer than we think. Um, like in a competitive Eastern Conference, will they make the playoffs next year? Probably not. But I do like Marty Saint Louis, and I do kind of like what they're doing there. I mean, you look at if Price plays the entire year next year, they have a lot of the same defensemen still there, unless they trade some that you know were there when they won the cup. I think it's going or won the cup, went to the cup. I think. It's a pretty similar offense still. Uh, they're they're not there yet, but I like the track that they're on. And I think Kirby Doc is a very good player. He's still young. He hasn't even reached his full potential yet. And, yeah, you give up a first-round pick. But I think if you put this guy in the right situation, which I trust Marty St. Louis will do, he'll have a lot of success. You saw the effect Marty St. Louis had on a young guy in Cole Caulfield when he was scuffling a little bit. So uh, I'm going to trust that this is a good move for Montreal. Yeah, I was just about to say Cole Caulfield really started to get going with St. Louis joined the party. Um, Same. Yeah, I really I do love the the people they have there. Obviously, St. Louis, my favorite player of all time. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Harris, the Northeastern kid, 
mm-hmm. Kent Hughes, his, his sons are playing here. So that's a, a fun team to watch for me. And so I hope they turn around quick and, and maybe Doc will certainly help. Uh, we'll keep it going with the Chicago fire sale. Uh, they send to bring it to the senators who are kind of building up a team of their own. Uh, mm-hmm. Chicago gets a first and a second uh, in last week's draft and a future fourth. I love it for the, the senators. I feel like they're, like you said, for the Canadians, I think closer than a lot of people think uh, that young tandem Forsberg and Gustafson have been really good in net and they've been finding, you know, like to Chuck and Stutzla, they've been drafting really well. Those guys had a fantastic season last year. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of finish where Detroit finished this year, kind of on the outside, maybe not a playoff team this year. I think next year or two years down the road, I think they have a legit shot to make the playoffs. But I really like this for them to get to bring it. They have to sign him. Uh, he's only got one year left. But if they can do that uh, and get that done, I think it's huge for them. You bring up a lot of good points. I do really like this team. And I, I think about the Eastern Conference, like, and I and I think about the division our teams are in. And, I mean, I like a lot of these teams. I, I like a lot of these teams. Um, I mean, look at what Ottawa's done. And Pierre Dorian, he got a lot of heat when he first got that job. Um, and kind of his first few moves, people I, didn't like this guy. Um, but, I mean, Brady Kachuk's a, an elite player. Josh Norris is turning into an elite player. Drake Batherson, when he's healthy, when he's out there, I think he's slowly turning into an elite player. Debrinkit is an elite goal scorer. Tim Stutzla was a very high draft pick. Alex Formanton's young. Connor Brown they paid some money to, but he's a good scorer. Matthew Joseph they traded for in the Nick Paul trade, and he's been he was good for them. Um, and even back there, you know, Shabak can stay healthy. They got Eric Branstrom, who was, I believe, a Vegas first-round pick. They got uh, Nikita Zaitsev, who they have some money invested in. Artem Zub, who, you know, had a good year last year. So there's some stuff going on here in Ottawa. Um uh, will it happen next year? I don't know, but I think the Brinkett, I mean, you know, it, it, talk about Bester being a, potentially a 40 goal scorer. I mean, this guy, the Brinkett's bet, I think he might have been a 40 goal scorer. I picked him as my sleeper, uh, Rocket Richard, one year when we were doing this. So, doing our predictions for the next year. So, I like this move. Uh, and obviously, you noted it, it's a Chicago fire sale. I think you picked him as your, your Richard sleeper every year we've done. I think, <laughs> so I, might have. I think I might have. I really like this guy. Yeah. I feel like I always hear his name. Um, yeah, I think you listed all those players. They're all great players on paper. So I, I do like what Otto was doing there. Um, I think this is a good move for them. Uh, final trade we'll talk about happened way back a few weeks ago. Uh, Nashville picks up Ryan McDonough from Tampa, sends over a couple – lesser name players that we don't have to worry about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think Felipe Myers is actually going to stick around, but like I don't mm. I don't know enough about him. But I mean, for Nashville, they just re-signed Forsberg, and now they get the leading shot blocker from last year's playoffs. So impactful in the locker room, and uh, as a defenseman, he's fantastic. I can't say enough good things about him. Sad to see him go, but it's good uh, cap sale for Tampa. Makes sense. Um, but McDonough's awesome. Block shots, has cup experience, obviously, now. Um, and I think it's good for now. I think Nashville's gearing up, and I love it. Provides some relief for your superstar goaltender. I think it's a great move. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, really, outside of Roman Yossi on that back end, there really wasn't much. I mean, you haven't gotten as much as you would have liked from Fabro. 
you know, Ellis is gone. I believe Carrier was the guy playing with the OC. So I, I really like it. I think it fits a, fits a need for the Predators. And obviously you, you noted McDonough. I mean, won a couple cups with your Tampa Bay Lightning. So, I mean, it's a good move. It's a cer- certainly a good move. And before we do move on to the next segment, I honestly would just say, too, like, it's easy to say that, you know, the team that gets the best player, you know, wins the trade. We, we love it, right? You know, we've complimented every team for kind of making a, a move here. I will just say, too, it's like it depends on how the draft picks turn out and how the player kind of performs. I mean, you, you look back to the Matthew Shane trade that went to Ottawa, you know, in that three-team deal with Colorado and Nashville. I mean, Colorado got Bowen Byram. I, I mean, at the time, we didn't really know, but they got Bowen Byram. They got Sam Gerrard in that deal. They got, a, you know, multiple other draft picks who, who are turning into promising players. And I believe Matthew Shane played, what, a year for Ottawa and then got traded to Columbus. So you never really know. Like, it's just uh, it's the uh, the craziness of the NHL. Yeah, it's always fun to look back and, and look at I mean, we'll be looking back on these these 2022 picks, I'm sure, in time and about reevaluate these trades. Mm-hmm. Just want to, Dan, Dan just sent something in our chat. I know we're doing all hockey here, but Nikhil Harry just got traded to the Bears. Oh, wow. Um, not that that matters. He was a bum anyways. Um, wow. All right, so we'll move on to our third segment. So we have evaluated the top two free agents at every position, and we're just going to quickly go through, give a prediction on maybe a team that we would like them to end up with, give a quick reason why. Um, so we'll start with the centers. Uh, top center, easily Nazem Kadri. Where do you have him going? Kadri to Buffalo. They got a lot of money to spend. I don't see him going back to Colorado, and uh, they got to spend money on somebody. They were pretty good last year, too. Like They were quietly a very good second-half team. You'd be surprised, and I think – Go spend money on a guy like Catter. Yeah, I consider them. I went with Detroit. I think they have money to spend, and Kadri wants money more than anything else. I think Eiserman makes a good signing here, keeps building up that team. He's doing a fantastic job. He should be GM of the year every year. <laughs> uh, we'll do our our second center, Vincent Trocek. Uh, this is one of the players that Colin submitted. I know he really loves them, really hoping Boston gets them. And I actually have him going to Boston. Wow. Uh, I think I think for him, it's about contending, and he wants to go to a team. And I know the window's closing for Boston, but if they can make the cap work, uh, probably trading Hall or Coyle, I think bringing Trocek in to play on that second line would be huge. I know the depth scoring's been an issue for years now. It's always been holding them back. So I think Trocek, a guy who's been – unbelievable with uh since joining carolina would be a great fit in boston i mean listen if he goes to boston i'm not going to complain i am going to wonder about the him and marsh and relationship uh, i got trocheck to pittsburgh uh he's from pittsburgh a b i think there's a reason pittsburgh's not very passionate about bringing up getting walking back and i think they might have their eyes on someone else uh in free agency and i think Vinny trocheck would be a good malkin replacement in pittsburgh um, you know, I, I just think everything's fishy the way Pittsburgh's acting. I feel like they got something up their sleeves. They always do in Pittsburgh, no matter who the GM, it, it, you know, is. Could be Jim Rutherford, Rutherford. It could be fucking Ron Hextall. So, um, I think it's going to be Trocheck to Pittsburgh. We'll see. I like Pittsburgh. It's always that that third line center. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. Like clockwork. It's pretty funny. All right, we'll move on to left wing. Uh, I think the biggest name, almost in all free agency, it's your Johnny Goudreau. Um, 
kind of working on a deal with the Flames. They offered him, I believe, a count today, eight years, around 10 mil per year, which would put him amongst the richest people in hockey right now. And for me, I don't know how you could pass that up. I think he stays in Calgary. I know there's going to be a lot of other suitors, um, but I think Calgary is a team that could certainly go on and win. I really love their off, uh, their forwards and their goaltending. Markstrom is fantastic. Um, and Ladar was equally as good as the backup. So I think if he's looking for a team that can, can win, I think Calgary is fine. He stays, stays home and Calgary gets all that money that they just offered him. I think it makes total sense for him to stay. Yeah, Brad Tree Living is a smart guy. I think they're, you know, he'll pay Goudreau whatever. Trying to Goudreau's the heart and soul of the Flames. Uh, I think he'll go back. I agree with you. I think it'll be tough because I think Manchapiani is a RFA, and then I think they got someone else there who needs a qualifying offer. So I did, they're gonna I did, yeah, I did see that they do have north of $25 million in cap space. They're one of the top five teams in cap space, so I they should be able to do it. They should. Yeah, I think so. Um, our second left winger, he can kind of play anywhere, though. Uh, Vander Kane, um, coming off a really good playoffs with the Oilers, led to all players uh, in goals. Uh, where do you have him going? Uh, I got a Vander Kane going back to Edmonton. Just makes way too much sense. He was way too good for them. They can't lose him. I mean, perfect fit. Yeah, I 100% agree. But I threw in Washington if he were to leave. I know Ovechkin was lobbying for the Caps to go get him when he became available last season. I think, you know, he could fit in right there. I, I feel like I just could just envision him in a Caps uniform. But, I mean, the Oilers, the Oilers have to retain him. I mean, he took yeah. all the pressure off McDavid and Dreisaitl. They didn't have to do everything. Uh, so that was awesome. So, Oilers. Uh, right wing, kind of a thin group. Um, mm-hmm. Top The top one, I think we can talk about Andrew Kopp, I guess we'll throw in. Um, just came off a good season finishing with the Rangers uh, who made a good run in the playoffs. I have him ending up in Colorado. I think for them, if they were to lose Kadri, uh, if they were to lose some other pieces, I think he's a cheap replacement. And I think he's, you know, contributed with Winnipeg. He contributed with the Rangers. I think it makes a lot of sense for them to, to go get him and re-up for the another, a, a cup defense. So. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be a good move for Colorado. I have him going to Detroit. He's a Michigan guy. Uh, and Detroit has, you know, a ton of money to to spend. I believe north of thirty million. So I think Cop would be a good fit back home with the Red Wings. I like that. I think I think that'd be a good move. Uh, and the other right winger, uh, our friend CT's favorite, Claude <laughs> Giroux, um, just finished uh, last season with the, the Panthers after being traded from his longtime home with the Flyers. Where do you have him going? Well, contention has to be what he's going for. I got Carolina. Um, I think this would be the perfect fit if they do lose Trocek. And uh, they're a team that I think needs somebody with experience, needs someone to get them over the hump. They've been so close. I think Giroux to, uh, makes Carolina very dangerous in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I have Carolina as well. But for all the reasons you said, I think he wants to contend. That's why he went to Florida last season. I know Ottawa's been kind of lobbying to get him, but I don't know if they're really ready to contend. So I think Carolina, with an enticing offer, could could steal him away. I think that'd make a lot of sense. Uh, we'll move to defense. Uh, another thin group outside of Klinberg, who kind of is way at the top of that pack. I have him going to Seattle. Uh, they've been trying to trade for him since last season. They still have yet to acquire him. 
So I think maybe with the right amount of money, they could uh, acquire his services. Although maybe he doesn't want to go there. I mean, they weren't able to get that trade through last year. So maybe he's looking to contend. Like Seattle is nowhere near ready to contend. Um, but I mean, if well, the money's ran- right. Yeah, he randomly decided he was happy in Dallas last year after he requested a trade. It was, it was really weird. Uh, I think yeah. he's certainly gone. I think the I have him going to New Jersey. Um, I think that they know defense is what they need to address. I've heard that they're looking for a right shot D man, and uh, obviously they have a lot of money invested in Dougie Hamilton. But I think John Klingberg. There's two guys uh, I think that make you a whole lot better. Again, Devils a ton of money to spend. Klingberg to New Jersey. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um... And like we said, there's a, a thin group. So we we took Josh Manson out uh, as our second guy, just won the cup uh, after being traded to Colorado. Was pretty serviceable in Anaheim, and then he kind of – he had a pretty good playoff uh, watching him. Obviously, Northeastern Northeastern kid, so mm-hmm. I love him a lot. I have him going to the Hurricanes. Okay. I think they just lose Tony D'Angelo uh, to the Flyers. I think they're looking for some kind of replacement. I think he makes a lot of sense just – Looking to contend again, so I think maybe they'll pick him up. It's a good one. I think he could go to a few teams. I think he could go back to Anaheim. I think he could go to Edmonton with his dad, I believe. I think he'll stay. I think there's motivation on both sides to maybe get something done. I know they just paid Nachushkin six mil a year plus. I think Colorado will be okay with losing Burakovsky. I think they'll be okay with losing Kadri. I don't think they want to lose a defenseman. I mean, the their identity is defense with all the great defensemen that they've had. Uh, obviously, McCarr, Taves, Manson, Gerard, um, Eric, Eric Johnson. So I think they know their identity, and I think you got to placate to your identity. So Manson, I think he'll stay. Yeah, I think they'd be happy to keep him around for sure, especially if they have money freed up from uh, the goaltender that they let go, which is a good transition over mm-hmm. to Darcy Kemper. So I think it's easily the top goaltender in the UFA class. He's been nothing but elite his whole career. Even with uh, the Coyotes, I always thought he was fantastic. Um, I think it's tough. I don't think there's a lot of teams that can afford him or have the need to really justify spending all that money. I think Washington probably makes the most sense. Uh, That's where I have him going. You just do a little little sale of your goaltenders, trade away Vanacek, you let Samson up walk. so now you have all that money that you can allocate to goaltending. I think Kemper makes a lot of sense for them. You know, the, the window is closing there as well. So I think, you know, grab that elite goaltender like like they had with Holtby, see if they can go on one last run. I think for them makes a ton of sense. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good point with Washington's window closing. I have Kemper to Ottawa. I think Ottawa's got a ton of money to spend. I do think that they need a goalie. I mean, you look at Forsberg, I think he's good. I don't know if he's going to be the guy. So I think investing Kemper, I think Kemper's going to get paid, by the way. I said it earlier. I think he's going to get eight years, seven, eight years, and I think he's going to get probably $8 million per year. I think Ottawa would be one, one of the only teams willing to do that, um, given the money that they have available, but also given the need of a goaltender. So I like Kemper to Ottawa. We'll see, though, uh, kind of who matches up if they decide to uh, pursue him. No, I think that's a great fit. I mean, Ottawa, 
I think was sneaky good last year. And I think if they lock him up with a long-term deal, I think that'd be huge for their, their growth. Uh, they can focus more elsewhere. Um, yeah, that'd be a lot of sense. On our final guy in this, this position uh, group, uh, Jack Campbell, one of my favorite goaltenders. He's awesome. Uh, sad to see Toronto not take him back. I feel like he deserved another shot there after having a fantastic start to the year. Kind of fell apart in the middle and then, I thought he was fine in the playoffs. He just ran into a good team. Yeah. Uh, where do you have him going? Uh, I I got Jack Campbell to Washington. I think they'll pay somebody a little bit less, and I think Campbell's going to be that guy. Uh, I was thinking probably four or five years around five and a half, five, which I think Washington would be more likely to afford than Kemper. I think they'd be more willing to, to go to, with less term than I think Kemper would, although I could totally see it happening. Um, but I, I like the fit there. Um, and again, obviously there's a need. Yeah, 100%. I could see them going either way uh, with either of those goaltenders. I went with the the odds on favor right now, Edmonton. I think it just makes a lot of sense. You know, it stays in Canada. Obviously, they weren't ever going to win a cup with Mike Smith. And, you know, you got McDavid, Dreisaitl there. The, those two are unbelievable so to bring in a, a goaltender that i think is borderline getting to that elite level uh would be huge for them i pair him with Stuart skinner who i think is mm-hmm. pretty solid as a backup uh i think that'd be good and they could do you know less money shorter term uh as opposed to going after someone else they need a goaltender they can't just throw skinner out there to to the wolves he's not ready yet yeah. so um i will know that I, I have seen so much um, Campbell to Edmonton talk, and me being who I am, thinking it never happens how you think it will. I've, I've dropped that phrase a lot in my time here with both this podcast and the Slinging a Podcast. So um, I could see it. It makes perfect sense. I think it's almost too perfect, but we'll see. It'll probably happen, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, like what what other teams need a goaltender? I think I, I think Edmonton and Capitals are the big ones. Yeah. Maybe Ottawa, like you said. Uh, I mean, well, it's funny. A lot of teams. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, you know, we'll get to Samsonov in a second, but I have this sort of like, you know, you listed the three teams, and I think they're. I would agree. I think you know, there's three clear cut teams that need goalies. So. Yeah, I think. Mean, I think. I think a lot of backups will probably be on the move. I know we saw it. Um, what's his name? Mrazek just got traded mm-hmm. to the Devils. I think Chicago. Was it Chicago? Or... I have no I, I might have been Chicago. So, like, moves like that. I think mean, Holpe is still out on the market somewhere. That I'm sure some team <laughs> will bite on him as a backup. So, we'll see. Uh, so, we'll move into our final segment. Um, each of us have picked two players that, you know, didn't make our top, our top ten there. But I think we're meaningful. And I'll, I'll start with Scully. Uh, he had Trocek, who we we just talked about, so that's not his fault. Um, mm-hmm. He listed a couple suitors for him that we mentioned as well, Boston, uh, Rangers, Florida. Seems a lot of contending teams on his list. And then his other name, we touched on him like for two seconds. Burakovsky uh, is a free agent. Guy I love. He was on my fantasy team last year. I think he's just – he contributes in so many different ways. You know, obviously that top line there in Colorado was amazing, but, you know – People forget Burakovsky was there, and I think he's awesome. So Colin has for potential suitors Dallas, Vancouver, Edmonton, Nashville, Colorado, uh, Detroit. I think Detroit probably makes a lot of sense. Um, mm. I don't know what Vancouver's cap situation is like, but maybe Tight. 
Yeah, that's what I figured. So I'm not sure they could spin that one. I like Detroit. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think it's a good pick. Hmm. What do you value? Yeah, uh, that's an interesting one. I think he's going to get paid pretty well. Um, I've Detroit paying some other people. Um, you know, I think it will definitely be a contender. I think a Boston would make some sense. I think a, uh, maybe a Rangers would make some sense. Obviously, losing Cop and Strom, I'd probably say I'll go with the New York Rangers for for Burakovsky. That'll be my. I I hope Boston signs him though. I'd I'd love him in Boston. <laughs> yeah, my honestly, greedy, my greedy self. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, okay, we can we can alternate our picks here. I can start uh, with you know the guy he's been in the news a lot lately. Evgeny Malkin was talking with Pittsburgh. Now he's not talking with Pittsburgh. They don't want to pay him. I think I think they offered him like four for six, and he kind of left that on the table. I don't. I feel like he's not going to get more than six mil a year. But Ooh, I, I I think you think he'll get more. I do. Uh, maybe wow. I'm wrong, though, because I haven't been paying attention. I just came up with a number when I think he, he will get. Well, and then I felt so bad because they, they talked to him, and he's like, well, I guess Pittsburgh doesn't think I'm very good anymore. I was like, well, I mean, he's old. I, I don't think he's good. So I think, for me, the Rangers maybe make a lot of sense mm-hmm. for the reasons you just touched on for Burakovsky. I know they lose Strom and Kopp, and they needed a replacement. So if they're willing to spend, I think he makes a lot of sense there. He'll probably stay in the Metro, to be honest. I think a lot of the teams in the Metro really could use his services. I don't know what you have. Um, yeah, I mean, Rangers would be very interesting. Um, I've Seattle. They have a okay. ton of money, and I feel like they need the number one center. So I had them signing Evgeny Malkin for three years at 7.25 per. I still think he's talented. I think it would be a good investment. I don't know how it would play out in the last year. I don't know kind of, you know, how good this guy will be for how much longer. But um, I do think Seattle needs a center, whether it's Kadri or Malkin. So I want Malkin just because I feel like they need more experience, especially with no Giordano there. Yeah, that could work. And then I can see them trading him as a rental in that final year if he's still good at that point. And teams are willing to take on that account. So, who knows? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe Seattle will be good in that final year. No idea. Uh, I don't know. They kind of that draft is not very good. <laughs> yeah. They drafted pretty young. Uh, who's who's your first player? Uh, my first player is Paul Stastny, uh, oh, formerly yeah. of the Winnipeg Jets. I think he's a good player who will contribute for sure on probably the third line. Um, I have him going back to Colorado. Uh, formerly where he was. I Obviously, I've mentioned I don't think Barkovsky goes back. I don't think Kadri goes back. And I don't think Kemper goes back. So I think they're going to kind of look for these, um, I guess, deals. Um, you know, get some players in that will cost them less money. And I think Paul Stastny, who had a lot of success in Colorado, was there for a while. Um, I think it's almost a perfect fit. Uh, down the middle, uh, I think he, he would play well with uh, Nichushkin, obviously, on the – and then on the top line, you still got McKinnon, Rantanen, and Landeskog. So I think Colorado and Joe Sakic are going to have to look for these sorts of deals. I have one year, $2.5 million for Paul Stastny to go back to Denver. Yeah, I could see it. Didn't uh, Sakic got promoted like, last week? Yes. So, like, yeah, he's now the president of Hockey Ops, and then they – promoted, I believe his name was Chris McFarland to GM, who to was going to yeah. from other teams, so they didn't want to lose him. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what about the Wild? 
I think the Wild maybe. Ooh, be, I'll be I, think they need, I think they need another another center. And obviously, you just lose Fiala. I think they're looking for obviously not the same position, but a replacement of his caliber. I think Stasny still has good hockey left to play. Um, played behind Hartman, maybe as the second line center. Uh, they, I don't know how they would do those lines, but I think he'd find some success there. I like that one. Yeah. Um, and then my other guy, I have Ilya Samsonov, uh, the goalie previously of the Capitals. They didn't uh, bother to give him a qualifying offer, so he'll hit the market. I don't know. I feel like it's hard to tell whether he'd be a starter places or a backup. I guess it depends because he showed flashes in Washington and then he didn't. So I picked Buffalo as a team that could go get him. They have Craig Anderson right now, who's obviously not very good, and Pekka Lukanen, who's young. So I think a guy to pair with him, who's kind of played a couple of years in Samsonov while they wait for Levi and all those other guys to kind of make their way uh, into the, the league. I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't know if they can go into next year with the tandem they have now. So I think Buffalo might be a nice fit. I like that one. I didn't even think of Buffalo when it came to goalies for some reason. Um, I've Samsonov off to Edmonton. I have three years, $13.5 million, four and a half. Uh, you know, an, annual average value. Um, I think it would make a lot of sense. Obviously, you noted a lot of the reasons why they should get a goalie. Uh, I Again, it, for me, it was more so like I think he'll cost you less than Campbell and Kemper, which is why I think they would be more drawn to that. Also, um, Samson is, I believe, younger than the, the two of them. So I think, you know, you try to find a deal, and I think, Kenny, Kenny Holland knows that he has other guys to maybe pay. And so I think if you can get it, still a good goalie who I think, you know, if he's in Edmonton, I still think he could have a really, really good year for them. And it, and it looks really good. Anyone but Koskinen and Mike Smith. I think we would both agree on that, though. <laughs> yeah. Eh. But could he win you a cup, though? Can Sinsonov win Edmonton a cup? Um, I think he could. I do think he could. He could. Yep. Okay. I think maybe Ottawa as well. I know we were mm-hmm. talking about them. If they need someone else, uh, could make sense too. But yeah, I like those fits. You bring you bring up such a good point, right, Connor? I mean, I think it's Edmonton, Washington, Buffalo, Ottawa. Those are the four teams I think that are going to try to get goalies, right? Like, I can't really think of yeah. any other teams. I don't know if they like. What are the Sharks doing? They have they've Kaken Reimer. Oh, you're right. So yeah, they'll give him a shot. I don't know. I feel like a team might surprise us and make a crazy trade or something. Yeah. Bobrovsky, can they get him out of there? Oh, imagine. Yeah, no, maybe. maybe. Not with that. They got to retain some serious salary. They would, but I think Florida would take it, though. Oh, 100%. Let Spencer Knight run wild. Or maybe someone trades for Spencer Knight and gives up a just King's ransom to, to, to get him. No, I don't, I don't know. know. Anything can happen. Um, my last, yeah, yeah. we'll see. Player? Uh, my last player, uh, I have Andre Pilat, your beloved, uh, for, well, I think former Lightning player. Go ahead. Who, who, where do you think he goes? He's staying. Okay. <laughs> He's fucking staying. We just moved McDonough, who I already I wanted to keep, just so we can free up cap space. We're gonna use it on Pilat. Kalorn can go. Go. He sucks. He didn't score. Zero goals playoffs. in the playoffs. Yeah. Pilat, for all the clutch goals he had in the playoffs, honestly, I didn't think he was very good either, but he's always been a solid contributor on that top line. Uh, and if you're playing top line minutes for Tampa, 
you must be good. So I want to keep him around to play with Stammer and uh, Cooch and keep that core together for another run. So I, I hope they use the money on him and not someone else. Uh, it's funny. I have him going to the place where seemingly every other Lightning individual goes. Um, <laughs> I think Detroit for Palat. I have five years, five and a half million per year. Uh, which would obviously total up to 27 and a half. Uh, again, uh, the coach, Derek, what, how do you pronounce his last name? Uh, the new coach in Detroit, former Lightning assistant. Oh, I, I have no idea how to pronounce Whatever. that name. Regardless, he's bald, so you can probably understand who I'm talking about. Um, oh, and it's uh, it's Lalonde, right? Or Lalonde? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But besides the point, and then you get Steve Eiserman, obviously, who Newman you're in love with uh, because he's an elite GM. Uh, and so, you know, you have the former Lightning GM. You have a former Lightning assistant coach. I thought they were going to hire Jeff Halpern. They went with the other coach. Um, and so why not just bring in the former Lightning player? I mean, it makes perfect sense. They might go get Jan Ruda, too. I don't know. You just see how things like this happen. It's it's almost like the Miami Dolphins and the and the New England Patriots, uh, where it's like the, you know every former player, every former Patriot player seems to go to Miami. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I, you bring up a good point. They they got rid of McDonough to try to keep him, but I don't know. Maybe maybe Detroit can offer him more, and St- Stevie can steal him from Brisbois or whatever the fuck. I mean, it seems like Stevie and Brisbois are doing a lot of kissing behind the scenes because we just hired uh, Blaschel as our assistant coach. <laughs> oh, right, I forgot about that. Yeah, that, that uh, happened today too. Yeah, yeah, we're just we're just trading coaches at this point. I, I mean, it's a great fit. I bring him in the familiarity with uh, Lalonde there, and he drove. He was the reason why our power play was so good. I, all of the tweets I've seen today are "Don't let Blaschel near your power plays." So I'm a little a little worried, but um. <laughs> Yeah, because no, is he going to be in charge of the power play now? Was was Lalonde kind of the guy who drew up plays? I think so. He was always drawing up plays, so nice. I guess we'll see. I, I'm i a little nervous, but I don't know. We'll see how uh, it goes. Before we wrap, curious what you think the Bruins will do. Like, What can a, what can Bruins fans expect uh, the the Bruins to do here, Don, Donnie? I mean, I think – I think moving Hall, I think, is on everyone's minds. You've got to clear up cat space. I only going to land two mil right now. Um, so him, I know Coyle takes up a lot of salary. So probably either one of them probably has to be on the move. Maybe sacrifice a defenseman, uh, whoever that be. I don't know. Um, but I, move, I think a move has to be coming, right? If they want to get any of these guys we talked about, have to do something. So we'll see. I mean, if they get Krejci back, obviously that'd be huge. Uh, and it's... It seems like it's leaning that way based on what I've been seeing on Twitter the past few hours. Um, but that'd Ooh. be big. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like Paul they're in a better spot be than they were. Yeah. yeah, they're in a better spot than they were a couple weeks ago uh, when Bergeron was about to retire. And they had Definitely. No push, so. I mean, you, you mentioned it in our chat. I mean, I think it says a lot, too. And, and that's, you know, when we talked about Cassidy, I said, we just don't really know what's behind the scenes. I felt as though, you know, I think he's a great coach, but I think sometimes, you know, voices run dry. I mean, you saw Paul Maurice, you know, just literally resign just because he was there for so long. Um, and obviously, you know, I was a little nervous to see if Bergeron was going to stay or not um, because I think it was going to be a big signal to kind of what was maybe going on. And, you know, he stays for another year. And now DeBrusque rescinds his 
trade ask and and so now it looks i guess a lot better like you said than it did a couple weeks ago i mean it's weird like i get that they probably didn't like cassidy but they were winning so like like yeah. i get i get people may not like belichick style but they fucking are winning every year like cassidy was winning at almost a 70 percent clip every year it's one of the best coaching records in history i like, i don't care if you like the guy or not he's helping you win games so we'll see how montgomery fares but I don't know. I think there might be a, a, re- a regression here without Cassidy at the helm. And I mean, maybe the criticism though is uh, like, you know, yeah, yeah, Cassidy makes you probably a better team, but I mean, the top line was really kind of all you had. I mean, it's kind of been that way, but really outside of the top line, I mean, did anyone else really help the Bruins win? I mean, you could say Cassidy had definitely had a positive impact on performance, but. I mean, they have a good defense. I don't really know. Like without the top one, they're not a good. They're not a good team. I don't know. I mean, Cassidy was known for his defenses when he joined, and the defense has been top five every single year. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we might see that the impact of his uh, removal in next season. Yeah, I think it's reasonable to say we might see less defense from the Bruins, maybe a little more offense. Hopefully, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what Jim Montgomery does. Like you said, yeah, that, that might be a good thing. Um, so we'll wrap. Uh, that's all we have uh, today. Obviously, free agency opens tomorrow, and I'm sure we'll do a recap next week, kind of looking back at some of these predictions where these guys have signed, which will be super fun. Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty rapid fire, right? Like, we're going to start getting news tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah. Twitter is about to be ridiculous tomorrow. Uh, right. Yes, I got to turn <laughs> on. Yeah, I got to turn my yeah. Twitter notifications on for, for all these. Yeah. Uh, Should be exciting. I'm hoping. Tampa does some stuff. I'm sure Boston will be on the move. So should be good. Uh, So thanks for listening. um, And we'll see you next week with more hockey talk. Later. Put your tears away. Ain't no fear today. You can drive off towards that summertime sunset. Sweat your way turn day. Take the keys, leave the regrets. Write your letters, place your bets. I'll be the one who accepts.